This week on Dueling Review, it's Barbarella number one. The Siren of Space returns for a series of all-new adventures by the dynamic creative team. Barbarella leaves a space dock on a new mission fraught with unseen layers of danger, duplicity, and perhaps a dose of romance. Camelot is a home of the rich and powerful class seeking escape from an increasingly crowded and decaying galactic empire. Desperate clandestine transmissions from an enslaved underclass brings Barbarella to investigate uncovering secrets that lead to more secrets and the distinct possibility that someone knows she's coming. We are diving back into the world of Barbarella once again on the Dueling Review Podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners from around the world who went over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash major spoilers and voted for this book this week. We'll tell you how you can get in on the action here in just a little bit. But first, back to Barbarella. What'd you think there, Matthew? Um, I can't remember the last Barbarella book that we read, but it feels like it was the one right before this one. It was and the previous so, volume. And that it? was a that was a couple of years ago. And so this one just sort of picks up where that one ended. Barbarella's wandering the universe with her invisible fox, and she has always been kind of wandering about, but now something's out to get her. And there was something out to get her last time. Is this translated from another language or is this freshly squeezed? Barbarella? I don't know what they, I don't know what they speak in future galactic empires. Well, I mean like, you know, Barbarella is a French character. Oh no, no, so no. This, this isn't like no, no, translated no, this is French comics. Not that I, not that I'm aware of this. Uh, nothing okay. in the solicitations say that this is, is French. Um, now the writer, Sarah Hoyt is the person who's credited as the writer. Uh, Matabek, mm-hmm. uh, Moose, Muzbikov, Muzbikov is the Musabikov is the artist, uh, but it doesn't say anything about English translation or mm-hmm. anything like that. So I'm guessing this is a dynamite entertainment dynamite thing. joint. Yeah. yeah. Although I, I will, will say, although I will say, the image that I use uh, for this episode is the Brian Bolin variant cover. And it was yes. just the one that I was like, ah, this one seems the most tame of all the covers that they had. And so let me just put that up there. And I was looking at it. And I was like, is this a Euro comic that, that <laughs> I kind of thought the exact same thing just because Brian Bolin in 2000 AD and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was kind of taken aback by that. It's, it sort of feels like Bonde de Sonier or however one pronounces that. The French comics, uh, la comic book, but it also sort of reads that way plot wise because it, it kind of meanders. And I usually, you know, expect that from long form European or, you know, Eastern comics where you don't have to get somewhere immediately. You know, Barbarella can show up on this planet, kind of mosey around, meet some people, have, you know, have her computer avatar show up and have it be a hunky man with wings Sleep with the hunky man with wings. Which, yeah, I know that the, you know, they're like, oh, this ship is outfitted with the latest AI, including a hard, you know, hard light uh, holographic uh, counterpart yeah. that can walk around with you. And we've scanned your brain and it turns into a hunky McAngel man. And I guess when they <laughs> say uh, hard light, they actually mean hard light because they do get it on. And I was like, wow, that seems rather unexpected. You know, that's what's happening in Quark's holodecks. You oh, know yeah, it no, is. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and, and that was so, the whole thing with data and, um, uh, Tasha, yeah, yeah. 
There's like, um, there's and, and a you know, fine it's, it's actually it's actually a pretty uh, it's actually something that people can do now. No, yeah, it's true. I mean, not with and you know what, but with robots. I I am I am of the opinion that stories should have sex scenes, and that sex scenes don't have to be plot driven, and that you know people I think have they sex. need to be motivated, and this is I not don't know motivated. what they do. Nothing in this book is motivated though, and that's the thing that kind of both works and fails for me is that it really is just a story of showing up in a new town and wandering around. And, you know, if this were a a big two comic, I think all of the events of this book would probably be the first, you know, four pages because Uh, this is really leisurely plotted. I I don't know. I think it's, I think save for the sex uh, scene stuff, which was just like, well, that was kind of unexpected. Uh, It makes a lot of sense. Please Barbarella. Everybody loves you. Uh, you have a way of of talking to people. Please uh, stop our civil war. Please go to the the rich people's planet for whatever reason it's called Camelot, and mm-hmm. and please put an end to this with with these powers that you have, and please try not to kill anybody. Okay, I will try. And she goes yeah. there, and then she's like, "Oh wow, nobody is reacting to my pheromones that I secrete." And then she gets attacked, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, there's some kind of beta blocker inside uh, the drinks that everybody on this planet has been drinking. No wonder no one pays attention to me, 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 me. No one pays attention to me. There must be somebody who knew I was coming, and that's why they attacked us." Dun dun dun. Yeah. And so from from a plot point, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, and it it flowed, I think, smoothly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and and having only read that first issue from the previous series. I'm right. not a huge Barbarella fan. I, I will admit that uh, Jane Fonda was already old by the time I knew what Barbarella was. And then knowing that people were like, oh, she get naked in that movie. And it's like, no, she doesn't. She she simulates being naked, but she's not naked in that movie. Uh, I had very little interest in seeing Barbarella at, you know, 14 or whatever age I was when when people were passing it around on VHS or on the on the HBO uh, TV shows. So I, I just really never got into it. And so mm-hmm. I really have little connection or little interest in this series. Although I will say as I was reading it, it almost feels like, and it's not quite because there's not the, you know, Barbarella works a little bit differently than Red Sonia, but the plot mm-hmm. and, the, and kind of the premise of this is like, what if Red Sonia, but in space? Yes. Yes, very much. And it very much is obviously a dynamite joint and that's both good and less good. I mean, it's one of those things where I read this and I had that same thought where this could have been a Vampirella story set in the present or a red Sonia story set in ancient Hyboria or, you know, we've seen this story or something like it in a lot of places in various different areas. And I think what would have set it apart for me is the fact that, even though we do have a sex scene, it's one of those, you know, TV Thursday night sex scenes. Oh, yeah. It's, where we it's make so sure proper. that everybody. It, yeah. It's, it's there's no nudity in the book. Yeah, yeah. No, no nudity. Yeah. It's how, how can so much sex happen with so much underwear on? And, you know, again, I'm not saying that a comic book should have graphic sex scenes. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I really felt like the best part of this book was the way that it seemed to be in no hurry to go anywhere. And that's good, but that's also something where I'm just like, well, I mean, am I going to spend three ninety nine a month for a story that just seems to be kind of hanging out, you know, being Barbarella's friend, here's her new ship, 
Here's her friend, you know, her little fox friend. Now, okay, how did the fox sound in your head? And then, and then the uh, the other, what's the other animals? The cow says moo, and the yeah, yeah. What does the, the fox cow says moo? Um. So. And yeah, the burfer says, I, I, "I have no idea where the fox comes from." I, I, like I said, know nothing about what's going on in this book, and that's fine. Fix I mean, it's is, it's is a foxy thing. It is a fairly new reader friendly kind of thing. They do yes. kind of try to explain, you know, what she is and what she does. Uh, they do set up the environment and the world that she's living in fairly well. Um, yes. I, I really don't have a problem with anything that's written or drawn. Mm-hmm. I just have very little interest in this character. And I think ultimately you were asking the question, do you want to spend three ninety nine a month on this? And my answer right. is it personally for me, I would say, no, uh, I don't, I don't care to read any more of this. Not that it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. Um, and I know some people are going to say, well, then that means you hate it. It's like, no, just because I don't like something doesn't mean I hate it. Right. Uh, and that's just the thing, doesn't appeal you know? to me. So what I would recommend though, for people who are into Barbarella is, and I know that publishers don't like it when we say it, but Hey, publishers aren't paying for this podcast. Um, <laughs> I would honestly wait for the trade on this. If you're a Barbarella fan and end up saving yourself like six bucks, cause the trade's mm-hmm. going to come out at 1499. And so you, uh, you know, for a six issue trade at 499, that's you're saving yourself like 10 bucks there. So I would wait for the trade and get it, get it a little cheaper. I I sort of agree in that, you know, the problem, it's not even necessarily a problem, but I think the, the reality of dealing with a licensed book like this and so much, you know, when I say this feels like a dynamite book and you say, hey, you know, this could be a Red Sonia. I think part of it is the fact that so much of Dynamite's actual output is, you know, your licensed title is there are limitations to how wild you can go a licensed title is going to stay within boundaries. And if those boundaries work for you, absolutely great. Check it out. I feel like this book is visually stunning and Barbarella's outfit is phenomenal. It is this blood red kind of cat suit thing with golden inlays and golden boots. And I'm just like, yes, I want to see that drawn by everyone. And, you know, when you look at it, the reason that I respond to it like that is it's basically a superhero costume and Barbarella is not a superhero character. So when you see, Hey, there, here's this character wearing a distinctive, very superhero costume, nothing superhero happens in the book. That does kind of give me that cognitive dissonance, that moment of what am I signing up for here? And it doesn't feel enough like Epic illustrated or heavy metal or, you know, Shonen Jump for me to be really, really hooked. But it also doesn't not feel like, you know, the average, I don't want to say average, but by, you know, by nature, it doesn't feel like a Western comic either. But also, it kind of is that. I mean, it feels like it's in between both worlds, and neither of those things that it's not really appeal to me either. I feel like it's a really well done book. I feel like it's a yeah, really it's well, really well drawn book. Well but it's just crafted, not well honest. well drawn, all those things. Yeah. It just doesn't appeal to me, and uh, and I get yeah. it, right? Because some people 
look at uh, the Deja Thor's or the John Carter stuff uh, that mm-hmm. that Dynamite puts out. They're like, I don't understand anything about that. I don't get it. I don't want it. I don't need it. And it's like, well, that's fine. Right. It's, it's not for you. And, and I think that's, you know, that's one of the cool appeal factors of Dynamite, in my opinion, is that they go after pulp licensed uh, stuff like right. the John Carters, like the Doc Savages they've had in the past, the Shadow, the Lone Ranger, your Vampirillas, your, your Red Sonias. Uh, and they make it work in a lot of ways. Right. I just have a feeling that they maybe haven't figured out what they want to do with Barbarella yet. Uh, and I realized that it took several John Carter, Deja Thoris volumes before it finally clicked. And they kind of, kind of found their footing with that. And, um, uh, and I know when they got the Vampirilla property, they just kind of did whatever they, yeah. they did on that. And it works really well. I think Red Sonia works really well. I think really everything that they're working with, uh, does well and is, is well put together. I just don't think they found out what they want to do with it yet. Um, I don't think we're going to get a C, you know, Barbarella meets purgatory meets Archie and Veronica, uh, right. meets, you know, meets the Punisher kind of stuff. Uh, some of those crazy things that dynamite does to bring more attention to a particular character. I don't think we're going to see red Sonia meets Barbarella and I'm okay with right. all of that. And, and I think, I hope that someone who is a fan, and, and certainly there were a lot of people who voted on Barbarella, uh, this mm-hmm. week in the Patreon feed. So they must have some interest in it. And I will say to those of you who did vote for Barbarella number one this week, either you knew that we weren't going to like it and you did this to torture us, which is fine. Or mm-hmm. you really have a, a real interest in Barbarella. And I'm, and I'm glad that you do have a true interest in Barbarella. I hope you'll give this first issue a chance, even though it is, it's not for Matthew and I. And I think if you go back and right. listen I think a lot of people will go, oh, all these guys do is just bagged on this comic. No, we really didn't. We said it's well-written. It's well-arted. It's got some mm-hmm. It's got some things that we question. But overall, it is a solid comic. So if you're a mm-hmm. fan of Barbarella, uh, go, and, go and buy this book. Spend your $3.99. And then over at the Major Spoilers website, you can go in and uh, in the comment section for this episode, tell us whether we were far off base or we were right on or whether you agree with us or disagree with us, that's fine. Go, go right ahead and do that. I look forward to reading that or you can jump over to our discord server and you can interact with us live or you can jump into the dueling review channel that we have and you can chat with other people about this week's episode or even better. Uh, if you're wondering where our, our discord server is at, there's a link in the show notes, even yep. better. If you're a patron, because the patrons are the ones that voted for this comic and uh, ended up uh, getting it to us. You can join us live at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time on Thursday nights, and you can come and hang out in our live stages room on our Discord server and listen to us record the show live. You can hear us talk pre-show about, I don't know, something Matthew's going on in his life. I don't know. Uh, Thanks, Stephen. You can Thank also, you. You can also Thank join you for listening. cool people like Olin Jerk. and Marshall and Mark Smith 72 and Screw and Tuna and Anth and Texura and a whole bunch of other people that are always popping in and out of, of our, of our live show. So we'd really love for you to come and be a part of that. So Matthew, uh, how, how did we get here? I, I was said that uh, people can go over to the Patreon, but, uh, give, give them some more information on, oh, I'm sorry. on how this listening. process works. That's hurtful. They go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. And they look for a post and it's going to say dueling review for, I'm going to say what? seven nineteen twenty one. 721 21 
which is like a, a math thing. It's like three math numbers. And you will find a list of all the comic books that we can find that are coming out that week. You get to pick. You tell your friends to pick. All your friends come together. You're like, hey, let's see if they can be some Barbarella, even though Barbarella's older, even than we are. And we're pretty old. Not by much, though. A couple of years. I think it came out in 68. 60, yeah, see, only a couple of years. So next week from Boom Studios, uh, Boom kicks off a new six-issue miniseries, Dark Blood, with Dark Blood number one. We also get uh, Firefly, brand new verse number five, The Many Deaths of Lila Star number four, Power Rangers number nine, and Save Yourself number two. Also, um, there is a free comic book day issue that is coming out called Enter the Slaughter, even though I think, I don't know if this is Diamond screwing up or not, because free comic book day, I thought wasn't until August, but maybe it's this weekend, uh, next weekend. I don't know. Uh, check with your local retailer on that one. Dark Horse Comics next week has a Black Hammer Reborn number two, Tales from Harrow County, Fair Folk number one, which several people have already voted for on that one. Dynamite Entertainment, speaking of them, Deja Thoris versus John Carter of Mars, number one, and also Vengeance of Vampirilla, number 20. IDW Publishing has Bermuda, number one, Marvel Action Spider-Man, number four. Yes, that's right. You heard that. IDW Publishing, publishing a Marvel Spider-Man book. Oh, go check it out, especially if you have kids. Go check it out. Also, uh, Yusaki Ojimbo, number 21. Image Comics next week has Big Hard Sex Criminals, hardcover volume three. That's got a mature reader's tag on it, Matthew. Uh, home number four, mm. Homesick Pilots, number seven, Jupiter's Legacy, Requiem, number two, Skybound X, number three, and Walking Dead Deluxe, number 19. Those are the color issues of The Walking Dead. Marvel Comics next week has Alien, number five, Gamma Flight, number two, MMW Captain America, hardcover volume 13. Also, that's is that like a, a wrestling Marvel thing? Marvel Masterworks. The MMW, or is that 2000? I don't know what the W is in Roman numerals. <laughs> there is no W in Roman numerals. There should be. It's Marvel Masterworks. There really should be. Those Romans, yeah, w, a w would be 53. Yeah, yeah. So 2053 Captain America hardcover volume 13. You can get that for $75. Moon Knight number <sighs> one arrives next week, as do the New Mutants number 20. Reptile. Is it Reptile or rep, uh, Reptile? How do they I call say that? Reptile. Even though it doesn't have an E on the end? It could be Reptile. I think it's maybe Reptile. Uh, Repetil. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, you you let us know. It uh, might pay- be Spanish. I believe the character is. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about that character. I, I don't read uh, mutant books. He turns into uh, a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. X-Men Legends number five arrives next week. In all the rest category, we have uh, Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comic Digest 295. We also have Fifth Quarter. Uh, we also have I Make Boys Cry number two. Let's see. Marie Lovett's uh, Eros Psyche number five. Mickey Woodcock, The Girl Who Electrified Tesla, number four. Rick and Morty Presents Hotel Immortal, number one. Oh, man, this week's Rick and Morty was, uh, oof, boy. Trailer Park Boys get a effing comic book, number one, next week. Trailer Park Boys go around the outside, around the outside. And then over oh, at DC Comics, we have uh, Batman. Uh, this is an old issue, uh, number 215 from the original run. For $1.99, Blue and Gold, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, issue number one, the new series, Comes out next week, as does Catwoman number 33. Uh, let's see. Future State, Wonder Woman. I don't know if this is a trade. Must be a trade on that one. Uh, the Joker okay. Presents, issue number two. The Director's Cut, Justice League number 65. Uh, we also see The Suicide Squad, volume one, Case Files. Supergirl. Oh, I cannot wait to read this book. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number two. Superman and The Authority. The Authority. Number one. Authority. 
Superman Red and Blue, number five, and also out next week, Truth and Justice, number 21. That is a digital first comic, so you can get that for only 99 cents. Once again, Matthew, tell people what they need to do. You go to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You look for all the things that are things. You pick a thing. You tell us the thing. We do the thing. All the things are things. That's it. Once again, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. And if you got a couple of bucks rattling around in your uh, pocketbook, then uh, you could throw them uh, our way as well by becoming a patron. We certainly appreciate yeah. all the support that the cool kids uh, give to us. And if you can't give, that's understandable as well. Uh, if you want to buy some comics, use that comics Comicsology link over at Majorspoilers.com. It's an affiliate link. A little bit comes back our way. And so that is another way you could help. Uh, so until next time, uh, take care of yourselves. And we'll be back next time when you might get to hear Matthew say, Jingle bells, are you listening? This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200.